It's so hard to say goodbye. Pants are dropping. My voice is dropping. Now you are. My two-week-long hiatus. Yeah, welcome back. Harrison Young in the studio, folks. Welcome back. Oh, pan, I'll clap. So, thank you. Um, you guys have not seen this. By the way, welcome to Los Livingston Brothers. This is show 164 of Los yeah. Livingston Brothers. This is our Nintendo 64 show. Our Nintendo 164 Oh show. my god, should we? Yes, this is our Nintendo 164 show. So can we just talk about Donkey Kong 64 for Okay, we'll, we'll talk about Donkey <laughs> Kong 64. You know what? I do want to talk about Donkey Kong yes? 64 because I'm curious about your infatuation of it. We'll get into that yeah, later in the show. We will, okay. but but um, I, wanted to, I wanted to point a couple things out first. Um... Some some new information. So we are officially on iTunes through po- the podcast portion of iTunes. If you go to iTunes, the iTunes store, and you go to iTunes and you and you go to podcast and you look for Los Livingston Brothers, you will see us there. All 159 recorded episodes. Yeah, how did that happen? So the four lost episodes had to do with the recorder. So we, you know, the way radio works is. The recorded versions. Tell us, Tim. Are how does saved, radio work? Right. So they're saved, and then we can get into the archive and, and you know for whatever we need to do with them. But those four shows, unfortunately, they got um, those did not get recorded. Gentlemen, gentlemen, hey, thank you. I don't want to be louder. I just want to say goodbye, guys. <laughs> I don't want to ruin your show. Hey, by the way, you, you, and um. And Bob's ACDC cover band are playing it at the Elvarano Inn when? May 3rd. May 3rd. Paulie Thank you Shabbat. very much. Paulie and Stevie. Appreciate that. Right on. The two, so two sexiest men. Um, but but so those recordings, unfortunately, didn't happen for those time frames, which sucks. Because the government was because trying it, to... Yeah, right. The government says no. No, but what ends up happening ass, right? is we have 163 yeah. official shows. Four of them, unfortunately, have not been recorded. However... We also have our, before we got our start here, we have me and Pete's original podcasts. Yeah, we do. With Gibby Zia, Knock. Yeah. Um, Jaime. Jaime. Yeah. Uh, per- perhaps our greatest one was when Pete and I, as it happened, talked about the decision. Which was incredible. The decision had was happening and had just oh, happened. Wow. I don't even remember yes, that. Because I remember this. I was sitting in my GM's uh, guest room in, in Palm Harbor, which is just outside of, of, of Clearwater. And I was watching the decision as it happened. And, and Pete and I were talking. It was like, we need to do a podcast on this thing. This is so incredible. And so we did one on the decision. It was pretty, wow. pretty remarkable. Um, but, yeah, so those are up. And then Didn't on, we do like a two and a half hour long show? We cut it into two parts. We did, yes. With with Gibby, uh-huh. and we do we did like a two and a half hour long podcast. It was incredible. Just that's, like nonstop. That's a yeah. really long time. It's a yeah. it's a very long time. But um so those shows are all up. Just go to uh, the podcast section of the iTunes store and check it out. Los Livingston Brothers is what you type in. Um and then on top of that, this is our last show. At 163 West Napa Street, where 10 years ago I got my start in this building. Later. And we are moving into our new premises uh, down the street. I'm so excited. uh, In a couple of weeks. So we actually will not have a live show in the studio next week. We're going to be off because they are officially changing the signal that weekend. Oh, no. And getting everything out of here. However, I do believe we should get back to our podcast roots 
for that week. Go OG. Go and OG. Just drop an F bomb and, and just just for an uncensored. It's like right. Steve Austin so has down. the That's Steve, like show. Steve Austin yeah. has the Stone Cold <laughs> Steve Austin show, and then he's got the Stone Cold Steve Austin Unleashed show. This will be Los Livingston Brothers Unleashed or Unpants, however you want to say it. <laughs> this will be the Unpantsed version of Los Livingston uh. Brothers. So, um, but yeah, so this is our last show tonight, and uh, pretty pretty cool. Uh, uh, here at the at the studio, I'm excited for the new setup. It's going to yes. be so much better. It's going to be like a legit, right? I mean, not. Th- I mean, this is a legit studio, right? But we will be in a nice like round table w- where we can all like look at right. each other. And and the back studio place. here, which got constructed back I think 2006 2007, has been completely removed. I know it's so gone. That is going to be the new main studio. Over at the new spot, and I can't wait. Deuces. I, this is going to be fantastic. So Love the window. Love seeing all yeah. the, the drunk people so walk by. So many honking people. There's going to be not nearly as many drunk pedestrians. Yeah, how's that um, going to work? Are we going to have a window anymore? Yeah. Probably not. Probably oh, not. Which sucks. Which does stink. Um, we had some fun with this window. Oh, my goodness. Our right. first few shows counting cars, uh, getting honks. It was awesome. It was great. Um, but, yeah, so... How we doing, guys? How is everybody? Everyone good? Good. Yeah. Good. Harrison, welcome. Good. Samuel, welcome. Spre- fresh <laughs> off of spring break. You fresh out of Vegas. Fresh. Oh my goodness. Not. I wouldn't say fresh. I don't think I'm fresh right now. I don't now. think anybody comes back from I'm Vegas sorry. feeling fresh. So good lord. I mean, I'm not saying that I, I probably left my liver there to recover on its own, but it, it's probably there recovering on its own. That was cool. I think I'm going on like eight hours sleep in the last three days. Nice. That's Vegas. That's Vegas, man. Did you do any betting while you were I there? I did. So um, this was the probably the worst overall betting weekend I've ever had. I did not walk away with any winnings at all. Um, and we'll get to the basketball here in a little bit. But uh, I played craps, did not win. Played blackjack. I did not win. However, former Piner slash Hawaii standout quarterback. Greg Alexander Greg was Alexander. there. Alexander. Greg Alexander was there? The great Greg Alexander. I missed out on quite possibly so, the most epic weekend yes. that I ever could have partaken I know. in. I, I'm i not going to say that I wish that I never got married and had no! a no, but, Don't say that. No, I won't say No, that. but it was a great time. But um, I was Greg's uh, blackjack coach. Nice. And I coached him from uh, $45 to 175 in one night. That's amazing. Uh, pretty incredible. Um, it was just it was just fun, but yeah, I ended up losing at the craft tables, and then I made the my craps. Ta- Tim, those are, you are never allowed to go towards a craps table ever again. You know what's funny is that I when I went to Tahoe last September for Elliot's thirtieth birthday, you lost your life. No, savings. I went from sixty to two twenty on on the craps tables. Oh, Tim, and so like I'm sitting there going like, okay, so I normally do well at the craps tables. This no, time you around, don't. no, I don't. So <laughs> the general rule of thumb is don't play craps. Don't play craps. <laughs> Um, that's that that's should a be great, that's a great rule. Stop it! Just there, don't Tim. Play crabs. Every time yeah, that I, I have been, I've seen you go into a poker room. Oh God, that's not win talk. like six hundred dollars. No, that's one time. That go was play one crap. time in Reno. I'm just saying that I've I've seen you do yes, this. I know. Win six hundred dollars. You walk in with like you walked in to the poker room with like fifty bucks or something. Hundred bucks. Okay, that was me. I had like fifty yes. bucks, and then I got scared and left. Right. You come out of there with like six hundred dollars. Go to a craps table, lose it all in like I did. five minutes. I kind of did. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like yeah. Me and dad, my dad was there. Let's Livingston Padre, and we just looked at each other. We were like, "Damn it, Tim! 
Yeah, right. Tim. No, I did. I ended up coming out of a poker room. Um, I doubled up through two people uh, on one hand, and I ended up coming out of a poker table with uh, 350 bucks, and it was gone at the craps tables within the next couple of hours. It was gone. All of it gone. And then when we went and we're doing lots of work filming. A lot of filming. Tim found his oh, yeah. way yeah. to the craps See, table. I'm, bl- I'm going to blame Ben on that. No. I'm going to blame Ben on that. I'm going to blame you, and I'm going to blame craps because... Ben was filming. Ben is not your mom. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ben's not got, your mom. Ben's got, not Ben's got video not evidence. Not at, not at 3 a.m. Ben, ben <laughs> has video. Yeah. I don't know if Ben was filming me th- at 3 a.m. N- losing my money at the craps table. Um, but, yeah, so I did make one sports bet. Okay. And it blew up in my face. Um, I tried to parlay who I thought were my three favorites into one bet. So I put uh, some money down on Louisville, Michigan State, okay. and Syracuse all covering. Louis- Louisville was great. Louisville was a 10-point spread. They won by 15. So I was like, all right, I'm looking good. And then Syracuse rolled over yeah. against Dayton. I, this is my favorite stat of the tournament. In that game against Dayton... Syracuse was 20 of 35 from within the painted area. Outside of the painted area, they were 1 of 20. Yeah, that's disgusting. 1 of 20. Which is funny because this was supposed to be one of the better shooting right. teams that he's had in a while. Right. And so Dayton just were able – they were shooting a little bit. They were able to get ahead. They bounced back and forth, and then Cuse was never able to pull away. And so I lost it there. But what really would have killed me is I was thinking about not taking Cuse, and I was thinking about taking another team. Michigan State was a minus 8. The day before, if I decided to make this bet, they were at minus six and a half. They won by seven. Wow. So it was not a good betting weekend for me at all. No. I'm going to collect substantial winnings when I go to Lake Tahoe this weekend. Of course. But I man, did gambling man. I did not, I repeat, did not come home with anything resembling a winning amount of money from Las Vegas this weekend. Uh Timmy. Yes. When should we have our guest caller on? Do you have a guest caller? Uh, whenever uh, whenever it works out. Uh, oh, did you get that, Pete? I'm sorry. I didn't. Who cares? Okay. Whenever. Have her call whenever. Whenever. Okay. Call whenever. We we, we are... If you can hear us, call whenever. We're going to shut this down. No, um, but yeah, whenever. So at this point, it's a... Uh, it's going to be... No, this weekend is more of just a collecting and, a, and observing. I won't make baseball bets because baseball. Because that's um, what because you do. that's what you do. But if I gamble this weekend, it's only I think I'm not gonna. I think I'm just gonna stick with the sports because last week really did just knock it. Don't out do of me. craps. No craps. So, um, but yeah, that was that was my weekend, Vegas. I'm gonna get you a shirt that says, "If you see me playing crap, stop! Like, stop <laughs> me!" Crap you know what? Yeah. You know what? I want to say <laughs> this. So me to the tase me. See, there's our drunk human being right there. Uh, shout out to the Aria. Holy crap! What a beautiful, beautiful. Is hotel. that a new place? Uh, it's uh, from the city center. So the city center has the Aria, and then it has uh, the Cosmopolitan. And the Aria was kind of like the crown jewel of this thing. It's got this big, elaborate entrance. Uh, really art deco all over the place. And then the Cosmo is supposed to be kind of like the fun hip place uh, that's right next door to Where it. people drink Cosmos. Well, yeah. and um, But, man, beautiful place. Aria, really, really a beautiful spot to go. And um, and uh, it's a, it was a great experience. So, But, uh, nice. but yeah, uh, I helped a former uh, WAC champion quarterback get him some money at the blackjack table. So Nice. 
Uh, Always a good time. Jake Carr was a machine, though. Holy comedy. Did you get my quote? Did, did you see the quote that... that, that no. That, so, Bateri, Is it radio-friendly? It's radio, It's definitely radio-friendly. Okay. Brian Bateri, uh, the, the bachelor of the of the weekend, you know, we are talking about... I told him how about cars to you and 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 Bateri's like oh man and he tells me and this is by far the greatest quote of the weekend is like car told me he bought health insurance just for this weekend alone <laughs> that's amazing and i just like i think we can end the weekend on that that's amazing <laughs> that's that's not like that's the most those are the guys that i hung out with for three years how the hell did you do that for three years i did that for three nights and i was like i'm done i'm so done those guys were the worst, and when I say the worst, they I mean were the best. The best. I mean, no joke. I was just, I was like fearing for my my sanity, my health. Greg and I found Fat Burger at five a.m. It was great. Greg and I used to ditch English class to go eat In and Out Burger. <laughs> See, he like, knows. He knows. Yeah. No, but uh, we actually went to the Earl of Sandwich because both Andrew and Brian loved it, and then and then there's small sandwiches, right? And me and Greg are just kind of sitting here going like. I think we still need to go to Fat Burger, man. That's <laughs> disappointing. Yeah. When you, when you want to go and get a sandwich, like you want to get Harrison, we I think Harrison and I both know the only place you want to go get a sandwich. Ike's, right? Ike's. And we only know the one sandwich you need to get. The Adam Richmond. The Adam Richmond. Which I Speaking do, of what speaking do we, of, do we need to play the YouTube video? Do we need to play the YouTube video? I think we do. I think we need to play YouTube video. I was just gonna say that people should go. Find the the YouTube video and God. Oh, it's unlisted. It, it, oh, so so you have to go on Tim Livington, Tim Livingston's Facebook in order to see it. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, that's going to be a couple months ago. That's going to be hard. That's yeah. going to be hard good, to fish. Good luck shifting through Timmy's can, Facebook. You know what I can do? I can post it on the uh, on the on the Facebook. The can you send it? Yeah, I was going to say. I can huh? do that. You can't find it on on YouTube. I did before. No. No. Nah. I did. It's unlisted. It's unless it's, like a fun it's secret. So, but uh, well, it's godlike though. Well, that video it is so yeah. godlike. Harrison was testing the mics. It was just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful sense of uh, of audio there. Beautiful piece. Um, basketball. Holy crap! What a weekend. Yes. Probably the most entertaining first couple of days of the tournament in the history of the tournament. Six overtime games. Just plug it into my phone. Oh, that's true. Oh yeah. Here you go. So um so uh this was at Wyoming Dojo Nine and. Uh, uh, Harrison and I had an agreement. No, just plug it in. I got. I just hit it. Well, let me uh, make sure. You might have to shove it in hard. <laughs> yes. <laughs> make sure that's all the way in. Final shell. Let's get this in there <laughs> while we can. Uh, I mean, hey, that's what I'm doing. You know what I just realized? But, the webcam is there. Oh, it's taken down. Oh, finally. Then you know what? We never got it to go. <laughs> three and a half three years later. I, I wanted three to mention a, that. It's, it's Oh, God. Three and a half years in half the years. studio. Um, so, um, but to set the, t- set the stage... Uh, Harrison knew that I was going to be in Santa Rosa before Wyman Dojo 9, and he asked me very nicely to go get him a sandwich from uh, from the great Ike's place in Santa Rosa, and um, some audio gold was captured. This is what it was. Just turn up. No lie. That's like one of the best sandwiches I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> that is it's awesome it's incredible like the, the, back. Yeah! the yeah. video is just amazing because it's incredible photoshop it's the best photoshop it's ever. a photo of adam richmond holding a glass of like of elegance of, of 
don't know. What it is. I don't know. It's a buttery. Uh, we'll say it's a buttery Chardonnay, and he's just looking at the camera, kind of with his smirk, and it's just a slow zoom in up, and it ends with just a close up of his face, and then. Harrison photoshopped him winking at the camera, and then that's I mean, it's thirteen. It's, it's so baller. It's the best thirteen seconds you'll yeah, see. It's ever. it's pretty darn good. So, uh, but yeah, so I got screwed over on a few games. Oh man, my bracket's so destroyed, so destroyed. Mine's not so much destroyed. Shout outs to Kansas. First off, shout outs to to Mister Hawkins. Holy criminy! Been big ups, big ups. That was a big win. Big win. But people, go ahead. people were saying that he was going to get fired. This, we, we are referencing Stanford versus Kansas. Kansas. And Kansas could not survive without Embiid. That was the whole thing is they can survive without Embiid. They all of a sudden become probably the best overall team in the tournament, and they couldn't do it. No. But go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that they – I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where to start. First off, I thought it was a masterful coaching job and that he was able to mix up Zone right, a two, a, three, two, a two three, great two a two one, three, a one, a one three one, and then he went man. But it's not just a fact that I mean he was able. When you do that, you have to have a great understanding of the flow of the game, right? And when you want to make that switch right. and why, you can't just be like, "Oh, our man to man isn't yeah. working. Let's you go to a zone." Spin the wheel and one yeah. three one. I think we'll just do it. Just do it. I mean. It's pretty calculated, right? And they did a great job um, keeping them off balance. Mm-hmm. Well, so, well, the one thing is, Kansas is not a jump shooting team. They're they're not as good a jump shooting team as as some of the other top teams in the tournament. They have a lot of great athletes, but the the when they run into a zone and they're forced to kind of turn into a jump shooting team, they can't play. And Wiggins had a good game. He didn't have a bad game. He had no, a great, he didn't. Very good game. He scored four points, but. Uh, Wiggins did not have a good game. Oh, oh, I'm thinking about the first game. Sorry, but he, but they, but Kansas just couldn't figure out what to do. A lot of teams in this freaking tournament act like they had never seen a two-three zone in their life. Nah. I couldn't freaking believe it. There were some really great defenses, uh, like very good defensive basketball in this tournament so far. I'd say so. Do you see the ends to the two games today? Holy crap! I saw Kansas and Stanford, and I saw Wichita State. And 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 Kentucky. So you miss then. Uh, so then you miss probably the m- craziest ending of the tournament, which is Iowa State and North Carolina. Uh-huh. Who won? Uh, Iowa State. So Kane oh hits God. a layup with one point six seconds to go. The inbounds happens very quickly. So by NCAA rule, any shot made with under a minute means the clock has to stop so that the referee can reset and start the inbounds process. The clock stopped. The inbounds pass gets made. The clock doesn't turn on. Ball goes down the floor, and then there's all of a sudden a stoppage in play, and the referees had made the decision that the game was over. However, the clock had not run down. And so because of that, they called the game off. Meanwhile, Roy Williams was over there calling for a timeout or something like that. Uh-huh. Didn't get the timeout called. But when they went back to review the tape... They had to give him the timeout because he was... They didn't give him the timeout. They, so that's how the game ends. The game ends with that that's happening. How, that's how it does end. That's how it ends. Ooh, that's controversial. So Iowa State wins. They move on to the Sweet 16. Roy Williams not happy about it. Of course not. But... 
video evidence after the fact shows that when it was when the game was quote unquote over, it officially was over before any timeout or whistle blew happened. Like the clock would have run out. So interesting. So the timing was correct. The route as how they got there was definitely not correct. But um but I mean look so we have Tennessee in eleven seed in the Sweet Sixteen. We have um who beat Mercer today? Uh, no, Tennessee beat yeah. Who beat Mercer today? You have Stanford a ten seed. You yes. have Dayton an eleven seed. You have um, there was another there was another double digit seed that's in there somewhere. I can't I'll, remember. I'll tell you what I've noticed, and that's kind of the big thing that people have been talking about is that these teams that are winning are the proverbial air quotes their teams, right? They're, they're a good not team concept, right? You look at outside of Memphis, and we'll talk about Memphis. You look across the board, all the people with kind of the one and doneers, or the people that have been for a year, maybe two, and then are going out the door. They're not necessarily hanging out. They're still not there, except for Kentucky. Kentucky. Except for Kentucky. And I really think that. With most things, you know, like in, in like say Street Fighter or Magic, there's like a, a an an evolution over time of a meta game. It's constantly changing. Where you had this on a yearly basis, there were people getting drafted out of high school that were quote unquote NBA ready, right? Which now you're starting to see especially with these games, there's a big chance. And people knew this already. There are great exceptions to that rule. Um, You look at Kobe Bryant, you know, uh, obviously LeBron James, you know, uh, Kevin Garnett. All those people can make the jump. But how many didn't make the jump? Right. Good number. Is is the whole premise. And so you're you're seeing all these people that okay I'm going to be in college for for 35 games and then I'm I'm out the door after the semester's over. Right. And people are still catering to those athletes but they're still not having successful programs per se. Right. In in particular, you're seeing uh more often than not under uh dire circumstances or drastic circumstances underperforming like a vast Majority of them are underperforming un- under uh, heavy pressure situations, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, it, and, it, and it, well, yeah, Kansas and you look at Duke, Syracuse, Jabari Parker, right? I mean, elite programs with these elite prospects that are essentially suffering, right? And it really does. It makes you think, OK, these guys are they're struggling against these good collegiate teams, right? Where, like, where is how 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 are they supposed to make the jump to the NBA? Yeah, that's I mean, and that's what the big question is: How are these people supposed? How are you supposed to justify that 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 high school to the pro route is like the way to go? And I, and I guess the counter argument to that is the the way the NBA has crafted its teams in the last fifteen to twenty years, um, as especially from a player development standpoint, is that. They do have a better grasp now on how to milk the talent out of, regardless of who comes into the league, the the talent that they have. It's just that what happens is there's so many 
it's like the idea of, of drafting a, a, a high school player versus a college player in the uh, in, in the in Major League Baseball. The high school player is always going to have the most upside because you're drafting him at 18 as a, or 17 as opposed to 21 or what have you, right? And so you get those three years, and you're saying within those three years, if you line it up with someone who's going to come out after college, you're going to have three years of professional, professional, you know, to you know, tutoring as opposed to a collegiate coach, but the problem is that the majority of those high schoolers flame out because, from a maturation standpoint, they might have the raw ability, but they don't understand what it means to have the work ethic to be a good professional. Yeah, and so the guys like your Bryce Harpers or your Mike Trout, and, and Harpers drafted out of college, quote unquote, but he was seventeen. He was a high school player. He got his GED. He was playing at a college level just so that he could go in as a first year freshman. Yeah, Mike Trout, high school player, right? Those guys have once in a generation talent. LeBron, once in a generation talent. Kobe, once in a generation talent. Moses Malone, once in a generation talent. Sean Kemp, almost basically a once in a generation talent. Those guys all got drafted out of high school. Meanwhile, you have a, an entire couple of rosters that are littered with failed high school prospects in the NBA. But you have to realize something that where these kids are coming from, if being asked to go to college, right? Over getting paid, getting paid money mm-hmm. to go into the pros, they don't care how long they're in the pros for. They know they're going to get paid, so they want to go to the pros. Um, what's funny, though, is that now that the NBA Developmental League is trying to come up a little bit, they're ch- almost trying to become an alternative to the college game, and there's a lot of kids who are going mm-hmm. overseas for a year what was gonna say, and then going to come over to the D-League after that one-year pro ball. And so... I mean that's that's a loophole that's being used right now, and it could definitely be exploitable going forward. But the college game, like you said, is different because I think, like, how the hell is Mike? You know how how the hell is is yeah how Tom Izzo is getting as much as he is? He's gonna have some some maybe some pro talent there, but Michigan State looks great. Rick Pitino doesn't really have a pro outside of Russ Davis. Yeah, they're gonna be pretty damn great. Yeah. Um, and that's because there's a concept there. But what's funny is that you have guys like Bayheim, Shashevsky, Bill Self. They have those types of mentalities, but the talent they've attracted have been these one and done type guys who are the forefronts of their teams, and it can ruin the dynamic of what you're trying to build. And. What's interesting is that you have either teams like Calipari's Kentucky teams, like, I don't care if I have five freshmen. They're going to be my best players. I'll just play with them. Or you have a team like Duke who has a couple of guys coming back from last year's team who you know who, who are going to step up and be big-time contributors here. And then you add Jabari Parker, and you're like, oh, this is going to be the best. Whereas now Jabari Parker became the best player on your team, and if he can't step up as a freshman, mm-hmm. you know, that's why Carmelo Anthony was was so incredible, because back then in two thousand three, it was very rare to see a freshman lead a team like that, and he did that. You know? Well, he also had a really good supporting cast, right? And you had, Mc, you had McNamara, you had Keem Work. I mean, that's very true. But he was the unabashed uh, star of that team. So, all right, all right. So, Sam, I think you should uh, introduce our, our caller here. Go ahead. 
All right. Oh, I don't even have headphones. No, you're uh, fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you need Yes, because we have a caller. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's important. It's important for Sam. <laughs> it's important that you actually hear... Who's on the, yeah, that's an important thing. Go ahead, Sam. Okay, there. that's better. Hey, how are you? Welcome to the show. Hi. What's up? Who's the caller? Yes, who are we Pete's asking, who is this calling? Introduce yourself. Um, I'm Michelle. Hello. Uh, I was in class with Sam, and um, he's just as handsome as they say he is. Wow. Uh, Definitely. Wow. <laughs> Very. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, um, and I um, work on a YouTube channel called Soul Sessions USA. All right. Yeah. Yeah, Soul YouTube Sessions. Yeah, it's very interesting. I've seen a lot of these people that do their own uh, songs, and they also do covers of other people, and it's very, very legit. And I've liked a lot of the stuff that they've put up. And I saw there was also an event that was put up. It was like a live stream from Hawaii. Was that right? Yes. Uh, so um, what that was is the executive producer of Soul Sessions. His name is John Brecky. Okay. And um, he's a director. And over there, after the um, hurricane hit the Philippines, he decided to put together a fundraiser called Kukua for the Philippines. In Hawaii, Kakua kind of means, like, to help out. Um, right, right. And so they put together this huge fundraiser, and they had performers from all different areas. Um, they had Wyland, the painter on there, and a bunch of other really important people. And um, they were live-streaming their performance on, over Soul Sessions USA, the YouTube channel. And yeah. um, it was funny because... Uh, big storm hit the day of the festival in Hawaii, and they had to move everything inside to this tiny little conference room inside of the hotel. Oh, yeah. And live stream from there. Okay. And they still managed to raise um, millions of dollars for the people over in the Philippines. That's great. That's incredible. Yeah. That's a good story. I like that. I had no idea how much they actually made. That's good good for us to know. I didn't wow. even know that. We should try that. Yeah, what if I don't know if we'd be able to make that much money. I could probably make like ten bucks. Hey, <laughs> hey, ten bucks. Hey, we how many ten bucks do you think we could get? <laughs> Tons of ten bucks, right? A lot of ten bucks? A lot of ten bucks. A lot of ten bucks. All the ten bucks. Um so uh what so the the the, the, the name of the channel is Soul Sessions USA. Right. Soul Sessions USA. You have about yes. 1,500 subscribers to it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Here. Very, very close to 1,500. Very close to 1,500. It's on YouTube. Go subscribe. Go subscribe. Yes, definitely. Please go subscribe. <laughs> and is there anything else, Michelle? Well, um... Oh, what do you do, uh, by the way, what do you do with Soul Sessions do USA? Do? <laughs> I'm kind of like, right now, I'm kind of, um... A consultant. I also um, am the admin for their Facebook page, and I work on editing um, the videos and making sure they're posted on time and um, running the YouTube page a little bit. 
Right on. I've sucked at that for Los Livingston Brothers for about the last two and a half. Oh god, we have our yeah. We We just got everything updated this past week. Yeah, podcast. I just Just, I just absolutely decided I need to do it. So, but it looks good. The the YouTube page definitely looks good. Uh, I like the banner for it. You got a lot of videos up there too. Yeah, um, this has been going on for a while, and it's. I think it's really like starting to kind of pick up pace a little bit more we've got some artists on there who are really cool um yeah that i think are kind of bringing more attention to the channel and um also we've we didn't like some of the old pictures that we had um and so we've updated some of that and it's it's just been really fun to kind of mess around with it and see what happens yeah Uh, try posting different things and see what happens very cool. In the latest video, we had an introduction from the director, Mr. Brecky, and that was kind of fun. Um, I think it, you can even see he used his iPhone. Yeah. His, not his normal style, and you can see in the computers behind him the reflection of him using the iPhone. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Just, oh, I, for that. you might be able to see it. Uh, if, it's where, right there. Oh, you can see it. Oh, I see it. Yeah, it's yeah, like a, yeah. it's a shining... Yeah. It's like his head inside another screen on the video. <laughs> <laughs> That's classic. Yeah. It's oh, like man. an infinite loop going on in that yeah. little tiny Point reflection. of infinity. There it is. Right who, there. Who would you like to see <laughs> join Soul Session, Sessions USA? I think you guys should You should head uh, maybe go in the J-pop direction. Yeah. Like, Is J-pop there any thing. international flavor that you want to add to Soul Sessions USA? Definitely. Um... We're working on um, gaining more subscribers so that we can start to uh, make a little bit more money, so that we can start flying bands out from other parts of the world and other parts of the country and kind of get... You could drive us in for free. There's there's a lot of (laughs) Rasta over in um, Hawaii, and so we've, we've actually been able to get some um, more Rasta music and things like that, but I think we'd definitely like to branch out more into Asian music and Asian markets, yes. um, as well as different rock and roll markets that we just can't really tap into yet. I think I think we we would be huge in Japan. We would be we huge. <laughs> It, both in stature, both in stature, I think and all Americans are huge. In Japan. Yeah, I was about to say all Americans are, are huge in Japan. Thank, thank you, Harrison. Um, uh, we, Michelle, you you would be happy to know that we were on top of the Psy phenomenon from day one. In fact, we were on top of the Psy phenomenon, and we are on top of the entire J-pop and K-pop phenomenons as it was happening. In some of our old shows that you can see on our iTunes uh, podcast page, you'll actually be able to hear us. Break it down for everybody. Just how much we love the the K-pop and the J-pop. <laughs> so much, so much love, so much love for it. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> oh, thank you. I, you know, I could. I, I haven't met um, the other brothers. I've met Sam. Hi, but um, <laughs> Sam's a good I'm pretty one. short. I don't oh. think I would. I don't think I'd power. Over yeah, there's there's there, there's very few people who are are tall in our presence. It's kind of it's just how we are. We're all very yeah. tall human beings. So right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Even Harrison here, Harrison's even kind of tall. He's, I'm not tall. Okay, like, he's oh, not really. Oh, he's kind of tall. I'm, I'm not tall. 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 I'm not t
I'm like five two, so he's probably tall compared to me. Yeah. Okay, I'm tall. So, so, so once again, it's uh, Soul Sh- Sessions USA. Say that, that two times. Yeah, five times. God, fast. Soul Sessions so, USA. Uh, uh, don't. No. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> no. Okay. I, okay. No, I'm, um, I'm not going to. And then try it. Uh, the Facebook is the same thing, right? Just look for Soul Sessions USA. Is it all one word on the Facebook? Um, oh, Facebook. I think it's got Facebook. And who does all the modding for the Facebook page again? Um, who does that? Mostly, it's me. Um, but there's a few. Uh, Brecky does some of it, and then I have another coworker, um, John, who also does. There's two Johns, and. They both do a lot. All right. Well, we will make sure to go. We we will go onto your Facebook page. We will like your Facebook fa- Facebook page, and then we will go on there and and demand to be moderated <laughs> by Michelle. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Oh God, that's what oh, we will goodness. do. That would go over well. I think it would. <laughs> we have we we are our likes are climbing on our Facebook page. I don't know how we are in compared to other shows on the on the station. Soul Sessions is beating us. But Soul Sessions <laughs> is indeed beating they're us. They're killing us they're like of, five to one. They're kind of killing us, but uh, we we we're huge in Japan. We're that's awesome. Huge in Japan. <laughs> She's like, damn it, shut up. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> so all right, Michelle, you sound like a very nice, well-spoken, intelligent individual. So um, we would. I don't know why you're on our show. Yeah. No, but um, (laughs) but uh, yeah. Two words. Thank you for coming on. I got one question. Oh, Harrison. Just one question. Uh, So, which video should we watch? Like, what's your? If you're pitching your channel, what's the number one video you think somebody should watch right away? Um. Oh, I guess I'd kind of look at what they're interested in. But um, there are two that are my. Two of my top favorites would be we have a performer Ira Love. Ira Love, yeah, there she is. Flexing your guns. She has an amazing voice um, and a lot of good messages behind her songs. And you know, I don't think it really matters what kind of music you're into. I think if you hear her voice, you respect it. It's just there's something very powerful behind that woman. That's Um, awesome. Yeah. And then the other band is uh, Streetlight Cadence. And um, they're just super fun, and I talked are. to them in person, and they're pretty cool dudes. Yeah, um, and they have an accordion player and a cello. Yeah. <laughs> they have a cello. They have a cellist. They have an accordion player. This is kind of right in my eye. Cello. They have an accordion player. Oh, yes. Pete. Uh, uh, and, yeah, they're all pretty crazy. <laughs> well, 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 uh, they're, into, like, they're nerdy, into steampunk. I don't know. They're cool. Steampunk. <laughs> Sweet. So, we should have a steampunk episode of our show. Where we, we run not, everything we off of... Harrison's <laughs> <laughs> like, please. Make sure, if you guys do that, make sure you call me so I don't call <laughs> Thank you. Hey. Hey. That's something to put on your Facebook page. Ah, you see, guys all dress see she, she knows what's up. She knows how to market. She knows how to get the people involved <laughs> with this show. Like... Sam would look great in a monocle. Oh, my. A monocle? Okay. Yeah. You look sexy. Uh, you, you'd either look really great or, like, I don't know, Colonel <laughs> Clink from Hogan's Heroes. 
<laughs> As we speak, I'm sporting. Oh, there it goes. I was sporting a uh, beverage cap on my eye, and it was for practice. Yes. Yeah. I, I need to go bigger. I think. <laughs> Goodness. Well, Michelle, thank you for coming on. That's great. So once again, it's Soul Sessions USA. That's the Facebook and the channel on YouTube. And yeah. uh, keep and Sam in line, please. Please make sure that Sam is is you know being a, a very good human being because I don't think we can do that. I don't think we can. I am now your uh, one thousand four hundred eighty fourth subscriber. Hey, there you yeah. go. Yeah, sweet. <laughs> All and right. we are now your 585th like on the Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Oh, yeah. Thanks for coming on, Michelle. Anytime. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Uh, have Sam, a good one. Make hmm? Sam buy you lunch. Yes. In exchange, for, in exchange for the time, make sure Sam gets you lunch. I think I, we'd... I, oh. I'll, I'll make him stick to that. Yes. I always like free food. Ah. Oh, man. Thanks a lot, Pete. Ah. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. Seems like I'm already... <laughs> oh, God. I show up, I'm like, hey. Yeah. I, heard, I, I heard there was free food. I was told there'd be free food. Right. Just, like, make any event on your Facebook page. It's yeah, like, Sam, okay. free food. There you go. <laughs> there we go. That's how you get people to like you. Yeah. You free food. Free food. <laughs> awesome. Uh, All right. Well, thank you, Michelle. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. It's good to hear you. Bye. Bye-bye. Later. Very nice. Soul Sessions USA is the webpage on YouTube and also on Facebook. Check them out. She seemed nice. She seemed very nice, Sam. She seemed nice. And Um, now it's not post. All right. So, Donkey Kong 64. Let's talk about this. Yes. Why the hell do you love this game so much? Wait, do we... Wait. Where do we leave off with? I just want to make sure. Oh, are the, we done uh, with team concept versus uh, individual town in college basketball? Oh, also, um, we we kind of got through that, right. and that was the next thing. Baseball before we get into oh yeah Australia. So uh, the other thing, Dodgers. Um, I do. I have a a, a group of guys that I work with. We right. do the the ESPN Street. For cash thing, right? That's not a plug. No, it's not a plug. Um, we, it's an event. Yeah. So the big thing with me are trap games, right? Those games where you get on a roll, and then all of a sudden you're like, and something. I got hit all all my trap. The games that I didn't want to make my make what I would what you would assume would be the correct pick, right? Uh, case in point, you had. Uh, um, I think the Duke game was on there. Oh yeah, like Duke Mercer, like, st- like straight up, who would win this? Right, and it was like Duke and Mercer. It's like, well, I'm not not going to pick Duke. Pick Duke, they lose. Right. Uh, which the Wichita State game, Could kind of a kind kind of a trap game. Right. The other one, Villanova, right. Man, you Georgetown can't. trap games. You know what's funny about what we just said? Shabazz Napier is the exception to that rule this year. He was spec freaking tacular. Is he there? He yeah. he's a fresh. He's a freshman. No, he's he's not a freshman, but he's their best player. Yeah, he's a, he's like a senior. He's freaking incredible. He's, yeah, he's up for player of the year. He, Here's he the wasn't, thing. Yeah, the the reason why I didn't like that game, but I took it because Villanova was playing really good. One, Jay Wright. Jay Wright, the coach. Okay, well, yeah, but I just mean outside of that, you just look at the fact that they are old rivals, right? And if you look at the history between the two schools, UConn 
usually dominated. Dominant. Most totally of dominant. So even though Villanova was on the up and up, you have the new AAC League, right? That's where uh, American Athletic where, where UConn went, right? Yes, they're in the AAC, right? So even though UConn was like quote unquote down, they're still in a very good conference. They still have a player of the year candidate, right? And they're historically good against Villanova. I still took Villanova, and I paid for that, and I was kicking myself. The next game, um, and we talked about it before you got on the plane, was the uh, Kentucky game. Right. The reason being, you have Wichita State, which after seeing them for like I think the second time, yeah, this year, have to say hands down, the most fluent. An interconnected offensive and defensive unit that I had seen. In like, which, which are you talking about? They were just amazing. Yeah. I mean, just so fluid and so many people did so many different things. That was a really, really good team. Right. My fear was the fact that Kentucky, was this going to be the proverbial hump game where it's like, we're either going to get it right. and become really, really good and possibly... Like, win a national title, which they the, can, which they can they have the talent, to or do they it. were just going to keep, they were going to flounder, right, and and just get destroyed by Wichita. I had to take Wichita because they were, you knew what you were going to get out of them. You right. didn't know what you were going to get out of Kentucky. In Kentucky, they they finally it looked like they got it. Like right. they the the freshmen finally came together, and it was almost the the proverbial trial by fire. You know, you get this, thrown in the net. You get thrown a lion's dead. Can you get out alive? Exactly, there, right? and they did they against did. a very, very good team. Yeah, people, and that's the thing that they deserve. First of all, they deserve being a one. Yes, seed. they did. They totally did. You know what's funny is is that um, people thought Virginia might have been the weakest one seed. Virginia's looking good. Yeah, they're solid. They're looking that's very a, good. That's the thing when you have those those teams that yeah. aren't super flashy. They don't have star power. They're no. they're not a traditional power by any means. They've had some good teams over right. the years. Right. To 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 the general public, that's not a one seed. And, and Wichita State being a one seed was like, oh well, you know, they're undefeated. It's they're kind of like, like the Boise yeah, State. Say, it's a Boise State, and and you cannot. In Division One basketball, where you're playing 34 games before the start of the of the tournament, you cannot discount that. No, so you just that's can't. so hard to Stephen do. Stephen F. Austin was a 12 seed, and they had won 28 straight games going into yeah, the tournament. That, and, that accounts for something, right? And so they get a 12 seed, and you're sitting there going like, okay, so they get 28 straight wins, and just because they're not as hallowed as Wichita State because they had the year before, you know, they were totally, totally, totally. Uh, kind of, un- I think, on- under the radar, and then yeah. they came out, and won their first game. You know, Stone Cold Stephen F. Austin says, "I just whooped your ass." You know that whole yeah. thing, and they and they did well. But there, there is this, and and that's why you're seeing a lot of these um, uh, high, you know, high number, high seeded teams go on to the 16. Is that in college basketball? You can have as much talent as you can, but unless they're all playing well together, it doesn't it's, matter. The the better team right. advances about and so seven or eight times out of ten. And so that's why people like Louisville, that's why people like Michigan State, is that their team concepts, and this stems from their head coaches. Oh yeah, their their head their 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 concepts are so strong that. It, it didn't really matter if they had a quote unquote star player because Russ Davis has not played good in this tournament for Louisville. No. They have not. He has not. You know what's crazy about Stanford? And they, Stanford's another team. They were kind of a 
we want to shoot the three ball kind of team. Right. They have been, I would say, the worst three point shooting team in the tournament. Yeah, and the reason why that. they're scary is because they're finding other ways to win yeah. with gritty, like offense and defense and they're just getting points uh, like scrappy and- points they'll bang they'll do anything they have to do to get their points and it's like okay that's a team you have to be scared of now just because they're not playing their best basketball but they're winning right so if they do hit i think tonight they were one of or oh for eight or oh for nine from three from three oh for ten. Oh for ten yeah. and you win against Kansas against Kansas, you still beat them. That's nuts. Yeah. So just to, just to quickly go over it, your sixteen teams. Remember, uh, it's still in this tournament: Kentucky, Stanford, Iowa State, Baylor destroyed Creighton by thirty. I had them. I think I had them beating Creighton. I had Creighton going to the four. I didn't. My uh, final four is still intact. Right. Uh, Arizona destroyed Gonzaga by twenty three. Virginia takes down Memphis by eighteen. Tennessee by twenty over Mercer. UCLA by 17 over Stephen F. Austin. So you know, UCLA is really today. flying under the they're, radar. They're a great offensive team, and yeah. they play a style that is a very up-tempo style that unless you're very disciplined defensively and you cannot do well, in tra- if you're not getting transition defense against that team, they're going to burn we, you We have alive. a surprise guest. Um, Dick Vitale just called in via the... The uh, snap into a Slim Jim uh, hotline. Uh, he just wanted to come and tell us about about his bracket, how his bracket's been doing. Dick, how's, how's your bracket doing, bud? Hey, I'll tell you what. When you looked at this bracket, you saw Duke. They were a number three seed. Underrated maybe a little bit. But here comes Mercer, the making team out of nowhere, senior laden, and they beat Coach K's. Big-time Dookie Blue Devil team. It's unbelievable. March Madness. Nothing better. Real quick, your thoughts. Both Duke and UNC are out of the tournament. Hey, Tobacco Road is going to get a little bit quieter this year. No big teams in this tournament. But I'll tell you what. The number 10, number 11, number 12 seeds moving on. This is what March Madness is all about, baby. It's totally awesome with a capital A. Real quick, your thought on the five diaper dandies over there in Kentucky. And we'll we'll take you off the air, Dick. Hey, John Calipari, what can you say? The best recruiter in America gets him playing right from the start. Dynamic diaper dandies. That is the Kentucky M.O., and it could take him all the way to a national title, baby. Oh, all right. Last thing, uh, what do you think of Donkey Kong 64? Hey, I'll tell you what, Banjo-Kazooie, Super Mario 64, but the best of them all is the monkey who throws the barrels. It's Donkey Kong, a classic, nothing better on the 64. Thank thank you, Dick. Dick, we'll get you in here next week, all right, man? Hey, I'll tell you what, next weekend, Final Four, the best basketball in America. You're going to get no better than that and no better than Los Livingston Brothers right here on KSBY in Sonoma. Totally awesome, baby. All right, Dick Vitale. Big fan of the show. Big fan of Donkey Kong. Big fan of Donkey Kong loves. I think he has... He still has a Nintendo 64 on his private jets when he takes his jet planes. I think 
he was telling us about that but we'll get him on next week we'll get him on a little bit longer next week but again this is show 164 and i definitely have questions with harrison i'll tell you what (laughs) i go over to harrison's house and i'm not gonna lie go to his room and you see all he has all of his gaming stuff yeah and on his dresser next to his tv N64, you think, cool. And this tells a lot about a person when you see what's in their N64. There could be a number of things. It could be, right. it could be the, the proverbial ones you got. Goldeneye. You have Goldeneye. You have Mario Kart. You have um, Zelda. Right. You have always in there. Always in, literally, every single time oh, I've been uh, in there. Hey, hey. oh, the, we in there. We in there. The yellow Donkey Kong 64. When we talk, it's uh, he's always bringing up Donkey Kong 64. Thank you for adjusting my levels. Hey, my levels were high. Hey, I was hot. Hey, when Dickie V came into the studio, I, I totally forgot to turn it down, so there's a good chance the microphones were a little bit hot for, yeah. for him coming in. So we we do have to talk about this game for the remainder of the show. Right. I feel that it's it's a definitely a necessary thing because so, we both don't care about we don't care about the Dodgers and we don't care about baseball in Australia, so I don't care. Did the Dodgers win? They won both games. Ugh. Okay, happy thoughts. Donkey Kong 64. What the F is with Donkey Kong 64? <laughs> I've never played it in my life. You haven't? No. Can I let you borrow my N64 and play Donkey Kong 64? Just walk in the door like Charles is like feeding the baby. Yeah. I'm like, look, baby, I got it. It's baby, got like controllers one, and stuff. Baby in like, one hand. I'm like, baby I got on it. That was 64 with Donkey Kong. Can you, can you play it one-handed? Uh, no. No. Charles will just be like, get out. Take that and leave. That's right. Just leave. But it's Donkey Kong. I don't know. You don't know how great this game is. So, what What the hell, man? What is it about the game? Uh, It's just awesome. Is it something where you played it when you were a kid and just like... Like, loved it? Did you play, did you play Mario before that? Or like Banjo-Kazooie? Yeah. And even though you played those games, uh-huh. like, you got Donkey Kong 64 and you were just... Yep. Hands down favorite. Uh-huh. Huh. Um and Donkey Kong has them in the same sense. They still won't go back to it. It's kind of sad. I don't I mean cuz I don't really know what to ask. I don't even know what to Why say. Why is it better than Banjo-Kazooie? Why is well, it better? Well, because I don't own Banjo-Kazooie. Well, no, no, but, but like, okay. <laughs> so Rare Rare made both games. Rare made Banjo-Kazooie and made Donkey Kong 64. And so the engine was similar, but a lot of people liked how Banjo-Kazooie played more, and then Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong 64 came out, and people didn't like it as much. Uh, that being said, there is a small contingent of people out there who love, like you, for sure, love the game. And so, like, did you play any of the other games that were like it, that kind of like the third-person, like, overhead behind those style of games, those action-adventure types? Because Banjo Kazooie was like that, I thought there yeah, was another one around that time. I played all of them right. for the most part. Uh, I mean, I just like Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong is sick. Well, who doesn't? You're a big DK fan. Yeah, I think more more of a DK fan than Mario, to be honest. Right. <clears throat> He's pretty cool. We loved the Super Nintendo game. <laughs> I've beaten I mean, like two and three, like five we, times. yeah. We even had we even had them on our Atari, right? We had like Don, Don Kong, Kong Jr. Jr. Oh man, yeah. I played the, the hell out. The side schools were a lot more, uh, like in depth, I guess. Yes, right. I felt like uh, in Mario, 
you you basically just always went right for the most part. There really wasn't a reason. Yes, there really wasn't a reason to go back and check for stuff. Yeah, Donkey Kong really made it. It was well, different because you everything ha- was a possibility. I will say in this Kong. though: in Super Mario World, they did try and change it up a little bit. They, they didn't. Did. They didn't. They didn't go the full Monty. They didn't go the full Monty was, that Donkey Kong Country did. There was a little did, bit of secrets. But, but Donkey Kong Country really did change the game because it's a fact that it made you think way differently in regards to finding secrets. Right. Like, you ha- there were times where you would have to commit to falling down a... What would you call it? Just like a pitfall. What looked mm. like inevitable death. Exactly. Yeah. And instead, there would be like a bonus round barrel somewhere down there, and it would shoot you up. Yeah. And so you would once you found one like that, every single time I saw an opening at all, you're like, you were just like, there could be something down there. And more often than night, <laughs> you die. Yeah. But still, it really made you think differently. There were times where you would be holding a barrel. And walking, and you would maybe want to go walk up to a ledge and jump on top of a ledge, and the barrel would explode, you know, up against the side of the wall, and you'd be like, "And then you're screwed. Uh, That's it." Like, well, no, no, or what I meant was, uh, and and it would reveal like a hidden area. You know how? Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you're just like, "Well, now I'm gonna grab a barrel and walk up against every single wall I can find," and it just made you do things differently like i remember in that first level you would come out of the cave but the thing was and i never thought to do this i did it on accident once running back to the left yeah that and one you, stop go level and that's you the, and that's you the classic donkey kong 2 yeah, level and you go back inside where you and then you just pop out the, at level. the end of the level and it was just i just remember thinking like that's insane like that's that's crazy. Never would have thought. And they always they would do things where you could jump up like the hill of the starting point and get oh, up yeah. there, and there'd be like a bonus or like an extra life or something. It was just really creative with its level design. Donkey Kong I, is like a mix between Doom and Mario. 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 Wait, are you talking sixty four, or you just mean just Mario? Well, like in general, like you have the side scroller. And then you yeah. have all these stupid hidden things where you're constantly Ridiculous, spamming yeah. A everywhere, like yeah. in Doom. Trying to open walls. Yeah, trying to open walls. It's like the same thing for the yeah. most part. We had our our first TV growing up, which I don't even know how long my parents had this TV um, before we were born. But it got so old that the top of the screen there were all these lines for like this much of the screen and what would happen was it would reflect down um essentially you could see everything above the limitations of um the tv screen and it for whatever reason like brought it down so there were anything that was like hidden just out of view yeah that you couldn't get to, you'd be able to see it. That's awesome. It's like a hack TV. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so we had a hack TV, and that's how we found a lot of the hidden things in Donkey Kong Country. That's so funny. Was because we had an old busted-ass TV that was ready to explode. And um, you just kind of think about it. Okay, they have this level design, which is, you know, we'll say it's like 20 feet tall. 
but they only show, you know, 16 feet yeah. worth of it. And then they have all these little hidden things up above there, and the camera never goes it's up and down. Like, it's funny that you say that, because you get the player's guide or something, and it'll it'll reveal the, exactly. that top and bottom part on the, the page. Exactly. And those, like, the pitfalls that have the... The barrels in it and stuff like that. So that was like our cheat thing. And then I remember right before it blew up for a small period of time, on the very bottom, it was the same thing. And then finally the TV blew up. And I remember I was stoked because I got sick and tired of that TV. But at the same time, I was kind of bummed solely for video game playing purposes. Yeah. And that was it. But I just remember thinking that those I first bet few now Donkey Kong you games. can just like move the monitor up and like just see the bottom of the screen or something. Probably. Bet you can do something like that. Probably. I wouldn't be surprised. So anything else about Donkey Kong sixty four? I mean the Donkey Kong series the Donkey Kong series in general is just Okay, well first amazingly of all Donkey funny. Kong sixty four, it's in three D. Like, come on. Okay. It's the first game to use the expansion pack. Really? Graphical expansion pack. It came free with the game. Did not know that. Yep. And it has like all this all the good characters in it, except for Kitty Kong, which kinda sucks. That's weird. Kitty yeah. Kong's not in there. I think it I think his name is Kitty Kong, right? The, the one from Donkey Kong. With 3. the red hat. 3. No, Donkey Kong three. Oh that's Diddy Kong. What? No, Pete was mentioning Diddy Kong. Oh Kitty Kong, oh, Kitty Kong. Kitty in Kong. the diaper. Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. yeah the pajamas. He's like my oh, favorite pajamas. Donkey Kong. Yeah. He was cool. Yeah. Donkey Kong 3 is still my favorite, probably, out of, like, the older I ones. I thought it was too easy. Really? After, I, I couldn't find any Wait a minute, Donkey Kong stuff. Country 3? Yeah. yeah. So, one of the things that Donkey Kong Country 3 did was that it um, normalized the number of bonuses in each level. So, you only had two per level, except for one world in, uh, in the Lost World where you had three. And so, that kind of took away some of the elements that made the, uh, the, uh, the second game so great. In the sense that some levels had one bonus, some had four, you know, so yeah. it mixed and matched it, right? Whereas uh, a lot of the stuff that you saw in Donkey Kong Country 3 was almost in plain sight. And when that happened, it was kind of hard to, to kind of justify it being tougher. Uh, I, didn't that, think they, I didn't think they were that in plain sight. I just thought the bananas were a lot harder to get. They were, yeah. Hard li- li- extra lives were hard to come by in 3. Yeah. Without a doubt. I thought 2 in regards... Two is just, two is the hardest. Two is the hardest, but it was so well balanced that you forget how hard it is. Like you, it's such a fun game. Well, to play. Well, let's be clear know? here: to one hundred percent beat it, it's yes. really hard. Oh yeah, yeah. So the just first beat time, the last boss is like okay. The, the yeah, first time you, I yeah. tried to a side score game. Yeah, the it. first time that I tried to go one hundred percent on that, it took me like two months. It was bad, uh, but you know when I played three, I beat it like in two days, hundred percent, and I was just like. It was fun, but it wasn't. It didn't give me the same feeling two did, you know. Uh, but with Donkey Kong sixty four, I think what ended up happening was one of the reasons I didn't like it as much as like Banjo and 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 uh, um, and and Mario was because I think it was weird to play it from a third person perspective like that, the three D world, and I I think I understand it was weird. Like I got the bridge between Super Mario sixty four and Banjo Kazooie. 
But in Donkey Kong's terms, I was thinking more of Donkey Kong Country, and it made it a little bit more difficult for me to play. That's just my own. I version, thought it was right? weird when they did Mario 64 and it was 3D. Right. That just, when I first saw that. Yeah. But, I mean, I felt like just every, I mean, I know Donkey Kong 64, watching speedruns and stuff, I know it is busted. Like, there's I'm, lots of stuff wrong with the game. I mean, same, I mean, Mario was no different, that's, though. That's true, but, like... That doesn't mean that it's bad. Yeah, that, yeah, like if you just if you bad. just play it like a normal person, I'm sure it's an amazing game. So is Mario sixty four. But you know, like there's a people that can do the weird glitches and Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I just like Donkey Kong sixty four. You got like jetpacks yeah. and everybody has their own special. That sounds dope. You can aim and I don't know, it's just a lot of fun. You have all the Guns good and char- jetpacks. you have all the good characters and you have like two new ones or something that they added. Nice. And they all have their own special abilities. And switching between characters is just really fluid. So is teleporting. That's always nice. It's just really... I feel like it's a fluid game. That's good. The character movement is really fluid. Like, if you're jumping and you're like, oh, I don't want to jump that way, you can turn backwards. Like, in the middle of your jump. That's nice. And it has old school minigames in it. Which I feel like every game should have. Oh, minigames. Is it... Does anybody else find it weird that... Mini games and bonus levels are like gone from games now. I feel like they just <laughs> they just disregarded copyright back then and right. they just put in games just because. I don't know. You maybe, think maybe they didn't? But well, I mean, maybe it's just harder to get people to convince people to say, "Hey, with DLC and stuff, so." readily available like why why should we let you put it in your game when we can just just as easily you know put it out ourselves well i was thinking more along the lines of like in street fighter like the barrel busting or the car breaking well and those kind in donkey kong 64 they had jetpack which i can't i don't know if it's made by rare or not is it made by rare it's like a super old game. Yeah, that one, I thought it was Rare that made that game. So you have that in there, which like takes up you know yeah. four hours of your time. Yeah. I don't know. It's not Blitzball, though. Oh, Blitzball? Blitzball. I think there's Balloon I got, I got, there, too. I got sucked into Blitzball oh, in no, Final like, Fantasy like, X. Like, like, I, I, I didn't... That... It, because of Blitzball, I stopped progressing in the game and just played Blitzball. No, the best part was that it had like seasons and stuff like I, that. Exactly. So, so you're sitting there and you're just like you're actually like trying to play like a season in a day and it's the best thing ever because it's like, oh, I'm right at Xanarkin. I need to uh, Xanarkin, I need to get over there and beat Sin. Oh wait, I have 10 seasons of Blitzball to play. Yeah. It was incredible. That- Blitzball was amazing. Blitzball, like same with the card game in yeah, in, in eight. In eight. Yeah, what was better I found the, the card game, game and I was like, I don't want to play the stupid right. game anymore. I'm going to play the card game that they have inside. That's it's all I way more about fun. Once I, once I played that game, I was like, I only cared about getting all the summons, getting a hundred ultimas, and uh, or ninety nine ultimas, and uh, playing that card game. That's all I cared about. I would hate quit the game if I lost like one of the big cards too. So. I have to ask you your thoughts on the new revealed character. Oh, no. Oh, no. no, no, no. Don't, don't do it. I already said it's bad. It's horrible. I did not like the character design. It's not a design. I, it's a copy. I. They've already designed it. Exactly. Yeah. 
I don't like the fact that it was just a mask thrown on Cammy, and then they were like, oh, we'll give her a Russian accent. It's like, oh, come on, really? For real? I do like the name, because I found out that it means December. Right. And I thought that was cool. Like, I was like, okay, that, that, yeah, that's pretty cool. I did like that. Didn't like the fact that they were just kind of like, and eh, we'll X copy Cammy, and then we'll throw on a blade on her well, thing. It's a character from the comic book, but it's in there for like three pages. I mean, that's kind of what you expected. The anime, though, is where they wanted to pull out. I do like how she plays, though. After seeing how she played, I thought it was pretty it's, cool. She's super rushed down, and how? But, how though? She's a charge character, right? Like, yeah. I know Bison's kind of rushed down, but he's like. Like, is he really? Like, he's more about controlling the space. Way yeah, that he's, the he's, way that DeCopper's playing in all the videos that we've seen, it seems like she's a rushdown character. And I think she's... I don't know. She's an offensive-oriented character. Bison, people think Bison is a rushdown character because if he's able to get you into the corner, Over. then he's able to Head do brushes. a lot of links uh-huh. into uh, light scissor kicks. And then... If you don't punish that, it feels like, oh my god, I'm just getting rushed down. But he's he's definitely not a rushed down character. Like right. he uses a lot of normals. He you know a lot of uh, standing, standing hard yeah, kicks standing and hard medium kick. kicks. He's definitely. I I strong. don't think he's standing a. Strong. Yeah. He doesn't really have the. He he can't really cross you up outside of a jumping medium kick, right? But, yeah. But I mean, he just doesn't really have the tools. And and being a charge character is also really hard to be a rushdown, because it's uh oftentimes you lose charge if you're switching sides or doing other things. Um, it just makes it really really difficult to sustain momentum and pressure, right. unless you're able to get them into a corner. But I don't know. I I think that she's inter- I think she's really interesting. I like her little teleport moves and stuff like that i and guess but it's like for that i still like, think cammy's better just because well, cammy's cammy's the freaking top of the top because of the, so. i mean just because she isn't a charge well, character but, she, but, being a charge unless you're balrog in like super turbo and you just did insane amounts of damage right any any dash punch was 25 percent. yeah there's right? there's no other time that a charge character was I think I think the pr- the problem is that this was a nine month thing. It was a nine month like yeah. waiting yeah, well, for it. They released it. They announced Ultra last Evo, right? Right, and they and they announced the, the, the they so. announced the four new characters. Well, I mean, and we the, knew the yeah. game was coming, right? Yes, but we knew but the, the game official was coming for a while. But with out of all the characters, if they had to do a character that has I'm I'm trying to think of the progression that they did it but regardless of the progression that they released the characters and said we're doing it revealed them you would think this would be one of the first right you yeah would exactly think- if it was one of the first i think people would have been like this sucks but whatever, whatever. it's like the first character yeah. right like but if you were to end on say like elena or Relento, I think people would have been super happy about that. I don't think so. I think so. I think Relento might have. Well, I think Relento's the most well received. People love Relento. That's but it's, they're already in S cross Tekken. The hype is dead. Like, there's no right. way they're gonna get any. But hey, any but hey who plays who plays cross Tekken right now? 
Besides infiltration, I still have never played that for a, for a reason. So nobody's gonna want to play characters. Right. From I have not played a single round of that game. I think I still think still. that I still think that infiltration needs to just blind select at Evo next year and see if he can still win Tekken. That game should not be in Evo next I know, year. But he should just I st- I would I would watch that just to see if he could blind select his way through the entire tournament. I mean, that's cross Tekken. Yeah. Well, he's lost like his last like couple tournaments. That's yeah. cross Tekken. So. Yeah. I uh, started picking up Blast Blue a little bit. Oh, that the kid. Other day. Haven't played it, I think, since I, I got it. Yeah. I haven't played that in like a year. But that game's crazy. It's like the How's perfect that? mix of... It, it's literally like they blended Street Fighter and Marvel. Yeah, there's some really cool links you can do in Blast Blue. There's some really cool um, except it's combo more te- options. It's, except it's more technical. Right. You have to have... Pre- it's precision-based. And that's, and that's what makes it interesting in that... Uh, you can get away with a lot more in Marvel. You can even get a little away with a lot more in Street Fighter, but there's a lot more precision and timing in Blaz Blue, which which rewards the character who tries to take more chances, obviously. Um, but it's still, yeah, it's it's a it's a neat game. It's got a weird pace to it, but uh, it's a crazy game. It's but it's it's something that if you like it, you're you're definitely on the band. It's like KOF. Like I think there's there's definitely a like hate type thing with KOF. Um, if you like it, you really, really like it. And if you don't like it, then I don't think you'll ever get into it. And I think kind of, Blast Blue is kind of the same way. Yeah. We're gonna wrap it up. Yep. All right. We're out. Hey. So next week we're gonna we are gonna try and do a podcast. So well, we're we not, can just do that whenever. Well, yeah. But we're within the next week within before our next radio show, which is two weeks from tonight on April the sixth, sixth or seventh, seventh, sixth, sixth. Yeah. So. On that day, April 6th, we'll be in the new studio looking sexy. Of course. But uh, we are going to do a podcast. Like uh, Sam. Sexy Sam with his monocle. But uh, but we will do a podcast. We'll have Harrison on. We will have no dump button. Actually, I might not be there. Oh, damn it. Actually, we can do it anytime we want, right? Yeah, exactly. So that's why I said we'll probably just have you on. Okay. We'll yeah. do it at 9 a.m. Yeah. We'll go to Black Bear, set up a microphone, oh, a snowball. Can we please do that? That's can we actually do, do that? And just eat eat Black Bear. Oh, my God. And okay. do a show. Well, oh, now we have to do that. You do I've always it. wanted to do a show that sucks, like in the mountains. Just, <laughs> just get, just get you know, like a, like a, a mountain portable, goat. Just a portable battery. On and top of a mountain. Take my laptop up there with a the webcam and just do a show just on top of a mountain. I've always wanted to do I kinda, that. I kind of, I'm feeling that. You could do that. Go simple. up a uh, Overlook Trail. Yeah, just do it from the top. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna yeah. get a podcast going, and we'll get that uh, we'll get that in the next couple weeks. But we will be in the new studio two weeks from tonight. Yay. So hey, thank you. Bye, old studio. We kind of love you. Mwah. We love you so much. Mwah. Tom Jones. Bye, Tom Jones. And you're obviously Jones. maybe stuffed pants. Um, no, no. But, uh, but KSUI moves on to its new digs next weekend. We'll be there in two weeks for the new Wayne show. Wayne Newton, what up? Wayne Newton. Hello, Wolfman Jack. Wolfman oh, yeah. Jack. With that amazing expression in the corner in that one picture. God, this that, is my favorite. The white yeah. fro, so good. But uh, but thank you, hey, guys. Why do why do we have these? Like, why are they? Why do Stan uh, and Newman get a here? photo? Why don't we get a, sto- a photo? Let's do it. Let's we'll, put up a. We'll get one. Damn it. We'll All get right. one. We'll get one up there. We're gonna have to get one up there. All right, we'll get Harrison in there too. That'd be cool. So, but uh, but thanks you guys. We appreciate it. We'll be back next week from a podcast standpoint, and then two weeks from the radio standpoint. Until then, 
Have a good evening and uh, have a, a good end of your March. Don't take any wooden nickels. And do not play craps in Vegas. <laughs>